Hello and welcome back to the Cisco Learning Network podcast. In this episode, we're going to be hearing from Jeff Anderson as he discusses how to best prepare for Cisco certification exams. This includes general test-taking strategies, Jeff's tips and tricks on how to succeed in the exam, how to tackle some of the questions you might encounter, and much more. Jeff is a product manager for the new enterprise networking track, as well as the business transformation and service provider certification tracks. Jeff begins by providing a brief overview of the world and value of Cisco certifications in this episode presented by the Cisco Learning Network. I'm here to talk about the CCNA routing and switching exam and primarily test strategies. I'm going to go into a lot of detail around test taking strategy, tactics, and some best practices so that you are prepared when you walk into the testing center. I'll talk a bit about proctored exams. Proctored exams are a different beast. If you're just embarking on your certification career, you'll find some useful tips here. I'll talk about what to expect when you go to sit your exam and then what to do after the exam, whether you've passed or if you've have not passed the exam. And then we'll go into a review and move on from there. Welcome to the world of certifications. This is CCNA. For many people, this is their first step into the world of certifications and to the world of network engineering. So congratulations, you've embarked upon a fantastic journey that can bring a very rewarding career and challenge you at every step of the way. As I just mentioned, certifications are that pathway into that career. It either helps you get your foot in the door or it can enhance and elevate your current or future roles. All these are things that benefits of certifications for the individuals, but it also helps people on the other side hiring to know that when they are employing a certified individual that they know that the person that they are talking to can uh, bring in the skills and deliver the objectives and results required. Certifications are important milestones. They validate your knowledge. They prove that you are ready and capable for the role and the jobs that you are pursuing or are currently in. Again, I will note that this webinar is targeting those who are beginning their journey. So talk a bit about general test taking skills, give you some strategies to help you succeed. One of the most important things to realize is that what worked well when you were in university, how you prepared for a university exam is going to be not necessarily helpful so much here in a proctored exam certification world. Then I'll go into some tactics to help you get through the test, just some general things that are good to keep in mind and to keep focused on. And then I'll talk about best practices, tips, and hints. So I'm going to get into a bit of detail here, but don't let that get you down. So strategy and strategic intent. As a product manager, I spend a lot of time in marketing, so you'll see me use words like strategy and strategic a lot. Sorry, that's just how I am. Preparation, though, is key to being successful in your career certification journey. You can start off by downloading the blueprint. That's the exam topics from the certification page. The Cisco certification exam topics that Jeff mentions here are available at the Cisco Learning Network. Here you will be able to download PDF versions of the exam topics and also see what percentage of the exams are dedicated to which topic. It is advised that the certification candidates consider these exam topics documents as their official study guide and the single source of truth for what you should be prepared to be tested on. The thing to keep in mind is that blueprint or the exam topics list and the details that it provides are essentially a roadmap to everything that you will be expected to know and understand to pass your certification tests. When you've taken a few of these tests, you will note that you don't get tested on each and every single item, but we build exams to ensure that we cover the bulk of the material and that we don't let people who are unqualified through 
After that, you can take a class. There's a variety of instructor-led programs or e-learning online. We have our official programs that are author sold through authorized Cisco Learning Partners, or we have our own direct advanced services delivery organization that can also host and delivers classes. Or there are a variety of third parties out there. I won't point you at any of them, but uh, again, I'm sure that you've probably heard of some of the names. Buy study guides. Cisco Press publishes a great book, and in fact, if you buy that guide and work your way through the examples and explore where it tells you you should be uh, focusing your attention on, you will go a long way to being prepared to pass the exam. Do a lot, and I mean a lot, of internet search. Again, you know, the idea behind the exam topics and the blueprint are the general skills area. You can go and find detailed information as detailed as you would like on the internet all for free. So again, don't be afraid of that. And then I can't stress this one at the bottom enough, you know, buy, build, rent some lab time. Seriously, you need to get your hands on some gear. Really without having experience in command line configuration of Cisco devices, you will struggle with this exam. In addition to the resources that Jeff has mentioned here, the Cisco Learning Network store also has powerful e-learning courses to help you prepare for your Cisco certification exams. A link to the Cisco Learning Network is included in the description. With these self-paced e-learning courses, you have the ability to access hands-on labs and in-depth video training, and you will receive a solid foundation in your networking studies and exam preparations. Start your free trial of any of the courses offered today. So as I mentioned earlier, blueprints, they are your roadmap to the exam. Each certification exam has a page called exam topics. And when you go to that page, you have the option of downloading it, which I recommend doing and printing it out and then checking things off when you are mapping your current knowledge to be filled in preparation for the exam. Very good idea there. It is the definitive list of topics and knowledge that will be tested. Again, we don't test each and every single item, but if you don't understand all the items on that page, then you will struggle in the exam. If you do nothing more to prepare for the exam, even if you are fairly knowledgeable about the technology, do grab the blueprint and do work through it just to make sure that you truly understand the domains that will be discussed and tested on, validated in the exam. Training opportunities. There are lots and lots of vehicles for you to take training. We have our Cisco authorized training. Those are instruction-led programs, primarily sold through our learning partner organization, companies like Global Knowledge, Fastlane, Skyline, and a variety of other players throughout the world. We cover virtually all geographies and all countries, so the odds are very good that you'll be able to find either an in-person class or a virtual ILT to instructor-led training to um, prepare you. Every time we have a course, we are also building and e-learning a web-based, self-paced training program to go along with that. All of these programs include labs. That is, again, gets you hands-on, gets you familiar with the technology, gets you familiar with the command line interface. At your entry level in network engineering, having that facility with the command line is very important for your ability to both do the job and to pass and maintain your certifications. All these can really help you quickly prepare, ramp that knowledge for success. While we have a great variety of in-person and self-paced training, a large number of people prepare for exams with self-study. Nothing wrong with that. People learn in different ways. People understand in different ways. I personally am of the, I must put my fingers on it and do it myself kind of person. And that is really how that works for me. But everybody learns a different way. Everybody retains knowledge a different way. And self-study is a very popular path for certification, certainly at the, at the lower levels as well as the professional level. 
level and the expert level. We have books that are available. There is the Cisco Press books. There is even a CSENT for dummies out there. So, you know, the ubiquitous orange and black books that uh, everything for dummies. Again, all these are useful and valuable tools to help you prepare for uh, your exam. As I mentioned earlier, Google is your friend or whatever search engine you prefer to use is your friend. Just about every single topic will have long articles in depth for the exam. You can go a very long way in preparation just by following those links down the rabbit hole. So there's plenty of options for self-study and preparation for the exam. Prep with lab time. You really, 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 really need to put some time into working with the devices. I can't emphasize this enough. And if you are new to networking and you know this is your first entry level in and this is the certification, CCNA routing and switching or the new CCNA coming out, both of those will be outstanding entry points in your career of network engineering. I strongly recommend buying some gear. You know, the recommendation is about six boxes. And we do have the viral product, our virtual internet routing lab which is available for simulating networks. You can use that for labbing as well. Viral, or Virtual Internet Routing Lab, is Cisco's powerful network simulation platform with Cisco OS virtual machines shipped with the software package. It's your flexible, all-in-one virtual networking lab. The Cisco Learning Network Store also has a powerful network virtualization and orchestration platform associated with Viral, called Virtual Internet Routing Lab Personal Edition, or Viral PE. Whether you're studying for CCIE, CCNP, or CCNA, Viral PE enables you to practice by creating highly accurate models of existing or planned networks in a safe virtual environment. Design and test your designs anywhere, as Viral PE is portable. If this is your first step into networking technology and networking certifications, I do recommend going the route of acquiring hardware. You will need to know it for parts of the exam you know, differences in cables and differences in how to connect and interconnect boxes or what happens with a power on self-test. Those are all things that you don't get a very good picture of using simulation project products for this. So again, I can't recommend enough purchasing a set of gear or renting a set of gear. So now you've done all your preparation. You've sweat the sweat. You've sweat the bullets, you have gone through, you have done hours and hours of labbing, you have scoured the internet looking for sources of information, any tips and tricks, and you're ready to walk into the testing center. So let's talk a bit about the logistics of the exam itself. So the exams are at a Pearson View Test Center. If you have not experienced this before, it is somewhat unique. It is a bit more rigid and regimented and structured compared to a university exam environment, at least compared to when I was in university, which was a long time ago. Security is tight. You will not be able to bring any outside materials into the testing center. You will not be able to have jewelry, you will, anything more than a, a wedding band. You will not be able to bring any paper. You will not even have access to paper and pens. You will use their computer to take the test. When I was first started and I was browsing around some of the communities, you know, I heard comments and questions out there about what kinds of keyboards and mice were used, and I thought, I thought that was kind of strange. But now I do understand how important having a consistent keyboard is to many high-end technical IT people that I work with. Unfortunately, you have no latitude here. You use what the test center provides. It's a modern computer and a modern keyboard and a modern mouse. You will not have paper or pencils or pens. You know, if you're kind of like me, back when I was in college, I would walk into the test and I would take a fresh piece of paper and I would just start writing down all the formulas that I had memorized from my last cram sessions. You really can't do that here. 
So, you know, the truth is, you know, it is what you know when you walk in is what you're going to have with you. They will give you an erasable page with a dry erase marker. You can ask for additional pages, but you are not able to carry that out with you. Ultimately, it is just you against the test, mano a mano, hand to hand, and it will test your ability, test what you've studied and your knowledge against the skills that we match the exam to. So some tactical considerations for the exam day. It's the morning or whenever you've scheduled your exam. Do arrive early to the testing center so you'll get a slot. You know, my slot when I took the test a few weeks ago was 10.15. I was recommended to get there at 10 o'clock. I got there at about 9.45 and I was able to start early. So again, get there a bit early. That extra time can be used to review the terms and conditions that you will sign. They are important for you to read and to understand. It does explain the contract between you and Cisco as it relates to the certification. So it is important. If this is your first attempt at taking a test, you will have the option that does not count against your time to try the various question types. So the user interface is fairly simple, fairly straightforward, but there are a couple of drag and drop questions. There are a couple of you know, multiple choice, multiple answer questions. Also how to navigate the simlets, which are the simulated labs. Again, if you have not taken a test before, if you've not worked through the online samples that Pearson View makes available, do spend the time in the test center to do that. You cannot go back on a test, and that was something that is a very big difference from how my experience with university testing is. I would go through and I would look at the questions that I knew the answers to quickly and answer them, and then I would go back and work on the ones that I struggled a bit more with. Unfortunately, the way tests are taken, the way they are structured is, you go from one to two to three to four, dun, 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 to 55, 56, whatever the total number of questions that come out to you are. You can't go back. So once you've answered a question, it is done. If you're stuck, guess and move on. Don't ever leave a question empty. Do keep an eye on the clock. There is a total test elapsed time and a remaining time in the upper right corner. So keep an eye on that, but don't watch it too much. And the one thing to keep in mind, the simlets, the lab exercises in the testing can take up a lot of time. So just keep that in mind that, that they can quickly consume a large portion of your 90 minutes allotted time for the test. So tactics. So what happens with multiple choice questions? Well, one thing to keep in mind is the correct answer is always in the list. Sometimes they may not seem like that. It may seem like there's multiple answers that look similar to each other. Again, those are all tactics of distraction to try to test whether you can truly identify and label the correct answer and mark it and move on. If you can eliminate any answers, do so. Typically there'll be four or five items, one of them will be the correct answer. There'll be multiple distractors. If you can eliminate any of the answers as being ridiculous, and there will be a few that are ridiculous, you will see them and you'll almost chuckle to yourself. Do so. If you don't know the right answer, you eliminate the obvious wrong ones, and then you make an intelligent guess, and then move on. Do not stress over it. There are many more questions in the bin coming up at you. I find personally the most difficult ones to be the multiple answer, multiple choice questions. Given six or seven statements below, pick two or pick three. But here's the thing, you get partial credit if you pick one of the right answers out of the two or three that you're supposed to do. So take your best stab at it if you don't understand. Of course, if you do understand it and can get the right answers, you know, just pick them and move on. And lastly, you know, uh, this is something that's just just for me, it works for me, but sometimes your instinct gravitates to an answer. You know, you may not know it, you may not have studied it, it may have been something obscure that you felt wouldn't appear on the exam, but it came up anyway. Don't stress, if your instinct gravitates to an answer, go with it, 
and then move on. Time management. Proctored exams are time-bound. It varies from different exams, but for the ICND-1 exam or the ICND-2 exam, you get 90 minutes and you'll have somewhere between 50 and 60 questions to answer in those 90 minutes. Don't think of it as three minutes per question. Think of it as a 90 minutes. This is not a sprint. It is a marathon. Your success will be tied to pacing yourself, but don't worry too much about it. When I took the test a few weeks ago, just to uh, refresh my memory, I will say that I thought, you know, my first 15 or so questions were all relatively straightforward, multiple choice questions. And I go, wow, I'm going to be done in about 30 minutes. And then I got to the simlets. So <laughs> um, just keep that in mind. Don't stress too much about it, but don't ignore the clock. If it seems like you're going too fast in the early parts, don't worry about it. You're going to hit the simlets and they're going to slow you down. So just keep it in mind. Ah, the simlets. You know, again, I mentioned earlier that you have the option of looking at sample questions. One of those sample questions will be the how to navigate a simlet, you know, from between the scenario, the actual devices, and the actual instructions that you are supposed to do, the topology that uh, is listed. They can be confusing, but they are an essential part of testing your knowledge. You know, the reality is certifications are legally binding and defensible. And one of the things that we are certifying is that you have experience and knowledge around how to build and connect Cisco networking devices, ICND-1. To verify that, it takes more than just multiple choice questions, and that's why simlets are in our exams. All the information that you need will be available in the scenario. So read it carefully. It's like a word problem back in your algebra days. You know, again, all the information you need is there. Try to extract from that the important parts and then use that to work the test. You will use your command line knowledge to navigate and complete the tasks assigned. There will be usually a few different ways that you can get to that end result, but you know the end result is matching what the scenario is. You don't have to do it in the correct order or you can go about it a couple of different ways. It really doesn't matter how you do it, but you need to do it. If you're watching your time and you're spending way too much time in the simlet, you may want to cut your losses and go with the answers that you have and then move on. Like I said, the interface can be confusing. And of course, at the end, if you've worked through the study guides, if you've worked through the material that we provide, or if you've gone through the training classes, if you've read the ICD-1 book from Cisco Press, you've already labbed this, right? So again, use that equipment rack that you're building or your simulation environment, whatever it is. So a word on the proctored exam environment, and I felt I needed to put a special slide in here for this one. It will be a fairly sterile environment, meaning that you won't have any paper or any pencils or anything like that. You can't jot down notes except on that white erase board. You will be monitored at all times. So the proctor will track your keystrokes and you will have video on you the entire time that you are taking the test. Again, it can be a bit nerve wracking if you don't like being on camera, but it is what's required. You will need to go to a testing center. So for these are proctored in-person exams. You only need to go to a Pearson View testing center. Fortunately, there are testing centers all over the world. I had six to choose from here in the Bay Area. I know that there are some places in the world where there are a lot less options than that, but usually you can get to a test center. You will need to bring two forms of identification that they must have photos and they must have your signature on them and you will need to bring yourself and your knowledge. Nothing else will go into the room with you. Double check with the Pearson View page to ensure that you go to the right test center at the right time. Like I said, there are six of them within short driving distance of my house or the office here. And so again, 
make sure that you've done that. If it's a place you've never been before, you know, make sure you print out a map or if it's a place that's local to your house, drive by it the night before just to make sure that you know how to get there because you do not want to be too late for your exam. Things you should not bring, notes, paper, pencils, anything like that, anything that might be able to be used to help assist you or aid you in the process of taking the exam. No devices, smartphone, anything like that. No jewelry beyond a wedding band. You know, literally if it's more than like five millimeters wide, they're going to want to look underneath it and take it off and have it put into the bag. You will be separated from all your pocket litter. So keys, phone, wallet, etc. before you go into the test room. They will store it securely in a bag with your name. You will have something to claim it when you walk out. But again, that's how you walk in there. It's just you versus the exam. No aids, no books, or technology. So I've already mentioned this, but you will take the exam on a computer. It will have a regular keyboard and mouse. There will be no internet access. The proctor will lead you to your seat, log in, and initiate the exam for you. You will note that the test center may have, the one I went to had about 30 seats, and there were people sitting next to me taking a variety of different exams. I think somebody was taking a California contractor's license exam. They get a calculator to work on their exams. We, we don't get calculators to work on our exams. So, you know, the likelihood that you will be in our test center with other people taking Cisco certification exams is not very high. And if you did, they probably wouldn't be taking the same exam as you. And if they were taking the same exam as you, they probably wouldn't see the same questions as you. So again, it is really just you versus the test. I talked about the dry erase page. Probably my biggest disappointment is the fact that I love to take notes and work things out on paper. And that was a very sad day for me to not be able to scribble away on a pad of paper while I was taking an exam. And the last but not least is before you walk in, you will have to sign a form. And it's a fairly scary form warning you not to cheat or not to dump your test and answers. And this is something that's required by Cisco. It's very important that you understand how seriously we take this. As I mentioned earlier, these are legally defensible certification exams and security and integrity of our questions and the exams is of paramount interest to Cisco. Other test center notes. You can raise your hand to call over a proctor if you have a question or if you're having an issue. You can go to the bathroom. I did ask that. You can go to the bathroom, but do not expect to have access to your devices or technology. I do recommend taking care of that bit of business before you walk into the exam center, just so you don't have any distractions or interruptions in your test taking. And as I mentioned, others will be taking the test, but not likely the same test as you in the same room. To see the entirety of Jeff Anderson's presentation on general test taking strategies, tactics, and best practices, be sure to visit the Cisco Learning Network at the link in the description. The Cisco Learning Network also provides a library of training videos and study sessions that can help you get started in your journey to pass the CCNA exam and get CCNA certified. Please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast and be sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you found this helpful. Thanks for listening.